What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to Eyes on Isles episode number 12 of the podcast. I am Matt O'Leary and I am joined by co-expert Mitch Anderson all the way up in Canada. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? It is cold. It's cold. We're wearing toques and parkas pretty much. It's minus four Celsius, whatever that is. I think that's low 40s for you guys. So not fun. It's been cold and rainy here. I'm not really a fan of it. Uh, the whole daylight savings throws me Ugh. off, too. I yeah. don't like it. I'm sure you have young kids, so I'm sure it throws them off, and I could only imagine. Um, as for the Islanders, we should probably just get right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one needs to hear about my kids again. <laughs> uh, the last three games, they're 1-1-1, one, one, and one, but there has been some positives in there um what has stood out to you mitch um i think it's going to be the same thing that stands out for you and that's matthew barzal matthew barzal matthew barzal in all three of those games all three like it's just it's all him all the time right now i understand josh bailey got a second star of the week and and we'll get to that but it's been the barzal show all season long at this point especially over these last three games I'm absolutely eating it up. I actually went to the Colorado game, so I got to see it in person. The five-assist night, it was a thing of beauty. That last one to Eberle was majestic. Oh, my God. Perfect. Um, I was sitting there with my my dad, who isn't the biggest hockey bit fan, so I was kind of explaining to him, like, what each player is. And then before the game, I was like, oh, this, this Barzal kid, he's pretty good. He's a young rookie. And then, like, he just went off that day. And he's like, oh, you're kind of right about Barzal. <laughs> you got <laughs> to look cool to your dad. That's amazing. Yeah, I did. I, I felt a little proud of myself, not going to lie. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I'm at a loss for words almost just because of how impressive he's been. I mean, Kate wrote it. He should be in the Calder conversation. He's been unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like, I think at this point, like like she said, in terms of the Calder nomination, uh, it's Clayton Keller right now just because of 11 goals. 
Mikhail Sergachev maybe even second just because he's a defenseman and he's putting up points. It's a lot harder to do, although he's making it look easy. So, but I, th- I think in that finalist, the top three, you've got to have Sergachev, uh, Keller, Barzal. And, and Barzal might, might take the cake out of those three just because of what he's bringing to the ice. But th- that's not really the question we're looking at. That was just like the standout, what's going on with the, the, the biggest takeaway of those three games, and, and it was him. But to really get down to it, the, the biggest takeaway is just completely average and that the Islanders can't get um, peak performance out of their goaltenders. Although, I don't know, Grice played well against Colorado. I, I, I don't like that 6-4 that to four win because they, they, they shouldn't have scored four goals on them. It was two... And those last two are right at the end. He didn't deserve that. That was his team giving up on them, and that's the old Islanders that we were that we're used to. Yeah, that one really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, it kind of it was a fun game because they were putting up offensive points and pretty much dominated the entire time. But then those last two goals, you kind of left the building with a sour taste in your mouth. I wasn't really too pleased with the defense there, um, but it kind of boost. You know, his goals against average is going to skyrocket because of that and it didn't really you know necessarily deserve to no. and then if you, you're not really watching the game and you just look back at the box score and see 6-4 then it looks like oh another poor Grice outing um, but that didn't really tell the whole story so as opposed to blaming the goalie because I've seen a lot of that on Twitter saying that the Islanders aren't going to go anywhere because of their goalie situation right now to me I think it's more of the defense that seems like an issue well, okay. Well, let let's talk about about the goaltending situation because I I don't necessarily agree. Um, I, I I feel that Grice has been the better of the two, and that the stats don't necessarily bear that out because, like you said, like those two goals against in Colorado put him down to an eight eight six save percentage. That's awful, and obviously it boosted him past the the, the, the three goals against average. Also not good. Um, but if anyone's stolen a game for the Islanders this season. And, and I heard BCom say the same thing and, and, and wrote about this like a couple of days ago. The only one who ever stole a game for the Islanders this season is Grice out in, um, in San Jose uh, or, or versus San Jose. I think it was at home against San Jose. No, sorry, it was on the road against San Jose. Um, he was the only reason the Islanders won that game. Uh, sure, he didn't score the goals, but he stopped the floodgates of opening. And I think it was San Jose put 16 shots against him in the third period alone. And he stopped them. So... If anyone saved the Islanders behind this season, it's Grice. Halak hasn't done that. He put up a stinger against uh, against the Capitals, um, and Grice again was fantastic in Colorado and against Edmonton. Like let's let's keep in mind that Edmonton only scored one regulation goal against him, and a f- amazing kind of three on three that he's just never going to stop. No, he had no chance on that McDavid goal. So like, and, and they got a point out of it, right? So Grice again. I feel isn't getting the dues that he should be. I think people are being too hard on him. Sure enough, you look at his stats and they're they're, they're below average, definitely. Um, but it's hard to pin it on the guy. Like it, it really just seems like everyone else around him, especially in that Colorado game, really kind of put it to a head. That just gave up on him. Yeah, and the same thing happened in Minnesota too. Most of those goals that he gave up in that real stinker was because of defensive lapses. That's that was one of the games as a, along with. Colorado that I was going to quote uh, the defense being more of an issue than goaltending itself and both times it was with Grice and net yeah so like I don't know it's not fair like both goaltenders aren't aren't paying aren't, aren't giving us what we want out of them right we thought we had this nice 
1A, 1B system. And we kind of do, except they're playing like 2A, 2Bs. Whereas Halak's got a 2A, 2 goals against and a 906 save percentage. Grice is 348, 898 save percentage. Those are not good numbers. And, and I understand the team in front of them are scoring like crazy, but that, that's all great. But if that stops, boy, these guys, oh my God. So something has to give. I, I don't know what it is when it comes to the goaltending, and, and I, I don't, I'm okay with them flipping around, playing one and one. And I think, I assume that the Grice, or sorry, Halak is going to start in Dallas. Although I wouldn't be opposed to Grice starting. Like he played two really solid games against Edmonton and against, um, God, I already forgot who it was. Colorado. There it is, against Colorado. Thank you. Um, I think he deserves another shot just by how he played. His, his team should play better ahead of him. Um, we'll just see if that actually takes place. And with two days off, uh, three starts in a row, like they did it for Halak, it, it, it doesn't seem like that should be a problem. I think it'd be going to the well one too many times because I think the two starts Halak had before Washington, he performed well, and then that third one was a real clunker. So just based off that, I wouldn't want to go through the same thing with Grice now in his third start in a row. I think both goalies play better when they're well-rested. I know they have some off days here, um, but I would go two, two at a time max. Sure. Well, then again, like look at Edmonton. He put up, he being Grice, put up a 920 save percentage, right? And he stopped 25, only 25 shots. So like the, the it, it's there. A, a, he, he had a two GAA because he only let in two goals and a 920 save percentage. Those are good NHL numbers. That is average, if not above average now in this, this league that is scoring more goals. Like that's pretty good. So I don't know, man. I, 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 I would be willing to give him another run. Okay. That's fair. I'm glad I can. I, dis- I disagree. That. I disagree, but it's fair. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll make you agree with something eventually. How about Josh Bailey being second start of the week and John Tavares being first start of the week the week before that? I am sure so, you can't disagree with that. No, because those are facts. <laughs> but I will agree. I'm, I'm hopping on the Josh Bailey hashtag elite train. Oh wow! Really? I'm not even ready to go there. Really? I'm not. I love Josh Bailey. I'm not going to say he's an elite player. Come on. Like, he, he's he's up there in terms of stats, clearly, this year. Elite but winger. Like, sorry, yes, elite winger. Still, I would I would say Ovechkin's elite winner, winger. Is, is Ovechkin at the same level as Josh Bailey or Josh Bailey the same level as Ovechkin? I don't think so. I really don't. Okay, Mr. Literal Man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was trying to show some love for your boy, and you're just like, oh, let's hit Matt over the head with the sledgehammer and bash him right back down. <laughs> and you know what? I'm back with the Isles realists. Bailey stinks. Uh, see, you, you, there's no gray area in your world. That's the problem. you got to have some gray. And it's the perfect time of year to get some gray in your diet. Just, It's not always black and white. It's not always he's either terrible and he's either the best player in the world. He's neither. He's even, like I, I would say, like a light shade of gray. Right, closer to the white, quite far away from the black, where he's really, really good. He's just not elite. And, and even if he puts up one hundred point year, he's not elite. That wouldn't make him elite. That's what makes elite players elite, is they, they're the cream of the crop because they do this all the time. That's why Tavares is an elite player, because he does this all the time. If Bailey does this for the rest of his career, okay. But he's we can agree that he won't. He's not going to put up 100 points for the rest of his NHL career. 
he might put up 50 for the rest of his career. And that is 50 is not elite. 50 is no. is very good. Yeah. So Josh Bailey is very good at hockey, not elite. Yeah. And and, and that's and, and that seems to be like the hardest thing to pass through to people. Right? And and I tweeted this out this this morning or this afternoon where Bailey gets no respect, Barzal gives no respect because of what he what Barzal did earlier yesterday against the Edmonton Oilers. But you, you can't get a consensus of people saying, yes, Bailey is good. I can get people to say, like, I'll wait and see. Even I think his Isles Realist on Twitter, that's his name, that's his handle, his Isles Realist on Twitter, has said, yeah, I, I'm willing to wait and see. I don't think he is, but I'm willing to give him the chance to prove himself. And that's all I ask for. It's not to say that you have to say that Bailey is the best player ever right now today. It's to say... I recognize what he's done, but I'm worried based off what he's also done in the previous eight years before that. So I'm leaving that. I'm leaving my decision up to the next what he does this season. Okay, I think and, that's fair. Absolutely, I think that's fair. But like to get to the, the 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 crux of the point here is that we got two players who got stars of the week. Like, can we not just give like a high five, like a collective high five to everyone to say like, yeah, we did it. We're on the map. Yeah. Uh, As I high five my entire room here, Mitch looks like a mime right now. For all those who cannot, yeah, I'm high fiving the other mics on other stands next to me. It's amazing. I feel so lonely right now. (laughs) As I sip my whiskey, that got really depressing fast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's nice to be finally recognized by the NHL. I mean, Tavares was deserving of it. Bailey was deserving of it. As a whole, I'm just happy because the Islanders' top line is very, very, very good right now. The second line is cooking as well. So the Islanders' top six, I mean, I you could put it up there with just about anybody else in the league. Oh, I, I would say they're up there in terms of scoring, are they not? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up because I don't want to talk out of my back end necessarily. But I, I would feel that the Islanders are, are up there in terms of goals for. And I'm going to yeah, pull absolutely. it up now. So goals for 55, which is the most in the Metropolitan Division. It is the m- third highest in the East with obviously Tampa Bay and Maple Leafs above that. Um, in the West, that is more than anyone in the West. So third in the league. Third in the league in terms of just goals for. It's not goals against. It's not their goal differential. Just goals for. So in terms of scoring and generating that offense, yeah, I'm with you. They're they're top there. They are one of the top three. They are the top three in the league. Yeah, so just that in itself is a win and something you've got to be happy about. Yeah. So what on that, I, I, I want to... Because we all know they're going to regress, right? Every player is going to regress, regress at least a little bit. Maybe not Tavares because he seems like that guy to get 100 points. If there's anyone on the team, he's the one that can get 100 points. But out of everyone there, who do you think regresses first? Out of Bailey, Lee, Barzal, Eberle? Hmm. So these are all guys that are above 10 points in their first 15. I want to say Bailey. Okay, that's fair. I I, just, I was going to go with that as well. Just based off of uh, past history, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to say any of them. No, really, I, I don't want I, it to happen, but... Yeah, 
If I had to pick one on the spot, I guess it is Bailey. Yeah. yeah. Well, like let, let's look at it. Bailey's on pace for 98 points right now. Yeah. Based off of what he's done, that's not going to happen. Like it, it, it could very well, and I very much want it to happen. But if we're being real here, if there's a little Isles realist in all of us, here's where it comes out. It's that there's no way he hits 98 points. There's no way. I, I, I desperately want him to. But we all know it's not going to happen. Like he's put up 56 and 41 where his two highest point totals. Together, that's only 97 points. Like, yeah. That would, take, that would be his two best years plus. Yeah, so that obviously he's not keeping up at that pace. I see him more It's like 55, 60. Yeah. And if he hit, if he hit 60, I would be very happy. Oh, yeah. Easily. And, and even then, like, look at Andres Lee. He's at, he's at a point a game right now. He's, put, he's got 15 and 15. Do we li- really see Andres Lee putting up 82 points? Kind, if Tavares puts up 90 points to 100 points, that's very, it's, it's entirely possible because where else is Tavares getting these points from if not Andres Lee and Josh Bailey? True. But, like, again, like, just based off of Lee's track record, having him jump from, like, a 35-point player to a 50-point player then to an 80-point player seems, like, crazy. Yeah. You know, so if I was betting now, I wouldn't bet him at a point-per-game player. I would say he probably drops off by that pace by about 25 points. Yeah. I, I think that's a safe bet. Like, in terms of economics, his his mediocre, his mediocre, his exponential rise in production is going to meet a market correction at some point, and it's going to come crashing down. It might be a terrible December. It might be a terrible November. And heck, it might not even happen. Maybe we actually have a 98-point player on our hands. It's just really, really, really hard to believe, even from someone who believes desperately in Josh Bailey. Yes, that's... That's the thing, is we realize that the Islanders' offense, as well as they're playing right now, there are going to be points in the season, and we're not saying it's all going to happen at the same time, so they could still be scoring, but it might not be coming from the same players. Um, this kind of brings me to another point that I wanted to get to. Okay. I don't know if I want to save it. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for the social segment. Okay, okay, fair enough. I thought you were going somewhere else and I had the page already open. But my, my counter to that, not counter, but my follow-up to what I just said about who's going to regress first is the flip side. Who do you think picks it up next? Who's the next guy to kind of start stringing a couple games together and, and hit that, that streak? Uh, I'm going to go... There's only one right life. answer. Oh, that was the wrong answer. That was the wrong answer, unfortunately, Matt. The right okay, answer. Well, can I explain myself first? All right, fine. Yeah, I guess I guess I could give you that. All right, go for it. Okay. Who well, I can't even word it like that. Barzell and Eberly are both hot right now. Sure. Who else plays on that line? I believe it is a, a, a Mr. Andrew Ladd. There you go, Mitch. That's not a <laughs> dumb answer. It's just saying, hey, guess what? The other guys are hot, so they're going to put up points. Andrew Ladd's probably going to get some along the way as well. So okay. let's hear your bright idea. My bright idea is Brock Nelson because he hasn't put a point up in the one, two, three, four, four games now. No, well, 
transitioning into topic number three. Oh, there we go. The <laughs> Good segue. No, but honestly, Brock Nelson's going to pick it up. That that's no. that's the right answer. No, he's not. Oh, okay. not until Josh. Not until Josh Hosang comes back because oh. I'm going to be proven right, and he misses Josh Hosang dearly. He does. Who does? Josh Hosang. I mean, I do. Hosang made Brock Nelson watchable. <laughs> he is it's back true. to unwatchable. Yeah, cruise control. Brock Nelson is still out there. Uh, okay, what's it going to take to call up Josh Hosang? Because we we all saw today that. Nikolai Kuhlman is out, and based off of what Arthur Staple is saying most recently, he might be out for a while, like surgery potential, which is terrible news. You hate to see that from anyone. Um, and they didn't call anyone up, right? They, 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 they recalled um, Alan Quine, but Alan Quine was already on the roster. So they didn't fill that spot vacated by, Alan, uh, sorry, by Nikolai Kuhlman. So do they now call up Joshua Sang? Should I don't think they do. I really don't. Because where's the hole at this point? Quine goes in to plug the hole that Kuhlman's giving up. So if if anyone's coming up, it's going to be Steve Bernier, Steven Gionta. Right? Or what? As to be a scratch every night? Yes. You don't bring Joshua Sang up to be a scratch. No. No, 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 no. You don't. And you scratch Chimera. Yeah. But, okay. I know, I know. And I wrote about this today, and I said, okay, there's two points why, there's two reasons why Joshua Sang isn't coming up right now. And both of them have to deal with management. The first one is, they're not going to scratch Jason Chimera. Not even after that terrible giveaway last night against the Edmonton Oilers for their only regulation time goal. Had Had Jason Chimera not coughed that up, Edmonton might not have scored that night. And we might have gotten out with a Grice shutout. How cool would that have been? Um, they're not going to. He's played 179, maybe 180 games at this point straight in the last three seasons. They're not cutting him. They love experience too much. I have something. I have a response. Okay, let that. me get to my second point before that. Then. Okay. Okay. So then my first point is they're not going to cut Chimera. The second point is they're not bringing Hosang up because what's the, why did they send him down for, for a week to, to fix his turnovers? Did he really learn how to, oh, wow, I had an epiphany in a week. I am now going to be the player you want me to be. I Maybe. mean, he's got five points in five games down there. What are you going to let him do? Just keep producing like a madman in the AHL and say, oh, we'll keep him there. Ryan Pulak. I know. It just drives me insane. It doesn't make any sense, though. It, it, you can't it fits their narrative. say that it makes <laughs> sense, Mitch. You can't sit here and tell me that, oh, it actually makes sense to, to leave Josh saying. I said exactly that in my article. <laughs> And it's it's not me saying I don't want Hosang to come back. It's it doesn't fit with what the team is saying. The team isn't going to turn coat right now and say like, oh, Josh Hosang learned his lesson. We're good to go. That's not how these things work. And and if it took and if it was that quick of a lesson for him to learn, why did you send him down in the first place? They shouldn't have sent him down. In the first I know, place. but they, they did. Yelled about that two weeks ago. I know, but they did. And so why would they send him down in the first place to learn a lesson he could have learned in? I don't know. A week? So what's the point? They're dumb. I know, but like they're they're not they're gonna stick to their guns. They're too proud of their decisions. Sorry. That was my long winded answer. You may now go. Oh my, my response here for I forgot what your first point was. Uh, no. <laughs> See that's no, why I filibuster my, so long. 
my it was who gives a hoot okay about Jason Chimera's streak sit him yep he's been atrocious he has not given you a thing defensively he's given you two points all year and he the only reason he's in the lineup is because of his veteran experience and what that veteran experience get you yesterday a, a terrible loss. turnover. And guess what? Josh Hosang might give you a terrible turnover, but he's 21 years old and pretty damn exciting to watch. He also might produce more, right? What was Josh Hosang's production before he went down? Wasn't it four in four po- ten? Four in six. In six. All right. He's got more points in six games than Jason Chimera has in 13 or 14. Yeah. And, and, like, this is the whole... P.K. Subban argument all over again, right? Like, P.K. Subban was that guy that that gave the puck over a lot. But if you look, these exciting offensive-minded players, even Tavares gives out the puck a lot, a lot. It's just something, when you carry the puck that much, you're going to give it up. And and there's an example that I keep remembering from earlier this season when Hossein was dragging the puck into the, the offensive zone, and... There was no one. Everyone is so lethargic and stuck on the blue line that they didn't. They didn't have. They weren't able to open any channels for Hosang to pass the puck to. So he tried to like navigate around a few players to give some space to someone. But by then he was being swarmed by four defenders and couldn't get the puck over to anyone. So like yes, that yeah. happens. But like you could also blame attribute blame to that turnover to his teammates. Sure, he had the puck, but it's because his teammates weren't open that he lost it. Yeah, I. Listen, the only thing that would – I'm pretty happy with the Islanders, but the only thing that would put me over the top was if you replaced Hosang with Chimera on the third line, then just keep running this out every night, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I'm, I'm just – I really want Hosang back. I really do. Like you said, he's got five points already in the A. Just get him up here. Like, he's wasting his time down there. <laughs> He might learn not to turn over, but I, I'm scared that we're going to turn him into a player that he's that isn't as exciting anymore. I really am. That then what you're just ruining the development of the your millionth prospect in the last five years. I, what, I don't know what else. Which which kind of just flows with what I was saying before. Like this is how this organization operates, and that's why he's not coming up because that's their mo. I can't do it anymore, Mitch. Well, you're going to have to unless you want to skip to another team. And then good luck with that. No. I, it's just an endless cycle. I know, I, I, but... I have a love-hate relationship with all my teams, and I, I'm, <laughs> they frustrate me. Uh, I, I hear you. Uh, except I don't root for any football teams, so I, I guess I don't really hear you. I, my, other, my other team is Liverpool, and they're doing pretty darn well, so whatever. Okay, I can't relate to no, <laughs> no, no, you can't, but that's fine. Um, do you want to move over to one our, our big segment? The one that we'll yes. spend a lot of time talking about? Oh, maybe not a lot, but more time than the, the, these other ones. Matt Duchesne gets traded mid-game against the Islanders. I mean, if you look up irony in a dictionary, I think that comes up. <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah. Uh, because it seemed like for a year everyone was talking about Matt Duchesne to the Islanders so it would obviously happen while they're playing the Islanders they they brought him out they they teased you during warm-ups he saw a little action in the first I think and then when Como got hurt and went off the ice Duchesne snuck out behind him as well and he was gone yeah so 
Okay, let's talk about that because what you wrote here in, 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 the, in the pre-pod, the pre-pod post or post that we put up on the website is that we're going to discuss if Garth made the right decision or not. And I don't know. I really don't. I, like, I, I obviously want to do Shane. And it's not to say that I think we could have got rid of Barzal. Is that maybe we didn't need to trade Barzal. Like, you look at what Ottawa slash Nashville gave up. Sure, they gave up a lot in terms of quantity, but they didn't give up a lot in terms of quality. Right. Right, like, they gave up, what is it, was a bunch of second-round picks. So Kamenev, or, uh, yeah, Kamenev, and, well, Hammond wasn't even drafted. Um, I forget the other names. I wanted to bring it up, but there's a stupid PlayStation video playing in my ears and it's super loud um if you can bring it up and tell me that'd be great but they didn't give up any like blue chip prospects they gave up a a first round pick from ottawa but even then that first round pick from ottawa is top 10 protected so if ottawa falls within the first the, the, the 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 top 10 picks in the next in the 2018 draft they have the choice of giving colorado their first round from 2019 and and at that point it's no longer protected so what is Colorado getting in terms of blue chip prospects? They might get uh, like a nice one, but Ottawa is expecting a challenge for the at, at least the cup. They're going to make the playoffs, or they're they're hoping to. So you're getting no longer no, nothing less than a 16th overall pick, which still is still good. It's it's what got us Matt uh, Matt, Matt Barzal. But what did they really get in terms of great value here? They got a, like, again. I keep looking at it, and it's just. It's a thing of quantity, not quality, that they got. They got defensive prospect Samuel Gerard, Nashville's 2016 second-round pick, forward prospect Vladislav Kemenev. Yeah, and I think he was drafted second-round 42nd or 47th overall. In 2014. Yeah. Forward prospect Shane Bowers, Ottawa's 2017 first-round pick. Was he a first-round pick? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I take that back because that 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 would be a blue chip blue chipper there. Hold on. Usually, there's. A, there's I was gonna say, but wait, there's more. Yeah, goaltender, and then three picks. Goaltender Andrew Hammond, 2018 Wh- first round pick from Ottawa, 2018 second round pick from Nashville, 2019 third round pick from Ottawa. Right, and Hammond, I've heard that they're gonna, they're going to try to flip. Um, okay. To whom I don't necessarily know. Um, who else needs good goaltending in the league? But like the senator, the 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 senators, the Islanders. But like Hammond isn't that great of goalie. He put up that one ridiculous run that one season, but then nothing else since. So I don't know who they're going to trade this guy to on what they're going to get. No, I am. I'm not sure either. Uh, it just it just to me it still seems like it's a. An idea that everyone's going crazy over the quantity. And, and that's fine. He got a lot in terms of just numbers for one player. But what did he really get? Okay, so if you had to put together a similar package for the Islanders, what would it be? Okay, so my, who was the first-round pick that they gave up? Samuel Girard? Yes. And what round was he selected no, in? sorry. The first-round... They gave up Samuel Gerrard. That was Nashville's second-round pick. Right. The first-round pick was Shane Bowers. 
Shane Bowers. Okay, and what round was he selected? Or sorry, not round, but what overall pick was he selected in? Was it like a late first round or a first first round or a top half first round? Jeez, my my words are slipping here. He was drafted twenty eighth overall. So like that's an Anthony Valdelia right there, right? Which okay, is so a, a fine Bovillia. player. So like you put Anthony Bovillia there, although Bovillia's got NHL experience, Shane Bowers does not. True. So, I, I still that, wouldn't put him so there. Is that more like a Sebastian Ajo? I guess, but even then, Sebastian Ajo was a second round pick, if not third round pick. He was a second. Right. So, like, sure, Sebastian Ajo, but then again, you're looking at a defensive player. So, like, I don't know who I would put in terms of the Islanders, but I, I think we, we could have done it. I, I'm I'm kind of glad that we don't because, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't like our third our, our, our third line center. I really don't. So it would have been nice to have him to go like third line center or I don't know, second line center, put Barzal third line. Although at this point, why would you do that? I don't know. What's, what's your play on this? Like I, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. Whereas I would have liked Barza or Duchesne, but at this point, why, why rock the boat that much with the eyes? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily necessary at this point. No, I don't think so either. I think they could get by with the forward group that they have. Plus Hosang. Uh, yeah, that, that that's that's the the ace in the hole if you want to call it. it it's Hosang being able to come up. That's that trade, quote unquote. I'm doing I'm using finger quotes here. Hosang's that guy that you can bring up and it acts like a trade because you're bringing in this top six player that wasn't there before, um, and you got it. You, you're getting him for nothing because you drafted him. He's already exactly. in your system, so it just. You don't need to make that trade if you want a top six forward. You already have one in the AHL right now. Yes, but for the love of God, just get him back up here. And I know, I know, but he's not going anywhere yet. He's not. I, I, I honestly think they're going to keep him there minimum a month. Minimum. Minimum a month? Well, like, oh why, would they, why would they bring him up right now? Why would they do that? Like, I, I know you're saying just, just scratch Chimera. Okay, that's great. Just give me a million dollars. No one's going to do that necessarily because they have no incentive to do so. The Islanders have no incentive to scratch Chimera because they don't see that they need to, or else they would have done it by now. If you read my daily links either yesterday or two days ago, it was someday this week, yeah. I used my expert hockey analysis to describe Jason Chimera. Was it hot saying, garbage? He's playing like hot garbage. Yeah, that's I. Th- I read it. I also know that that's your go-to descriptor for Jason Chimera. It is now. Actually, I prefer when you say hot garbage when you give it like like that French accent. Garbage. Mm. There it Garbagio. is. That's a very hard B and G. If he continues to play like poo, <laughs> do we continue to keep running him out there with two assists in like let's say twenty games? A quarter of the way through the season, you got <sighs> two points. You're really telling me you're going to keep running them out there, and that the Islanders are going to keep running them out there. I, I yeah, okay. I'm glad you clarified that. I don't. Do the Islanders do it? They they just might, and I, I don't think he continues just to putting two points. I think he does a little bit more and eventually puts up a few more that kind of like bumps the stats a bit. I don't I don't see him hitting thirty. Excuse me, thirty three points. I think he got last season. I don't see him hitting that. No. Um, but 20, 25 points, I do think so. I think that's possible for him. 
Ah. And I, and I think that's going to justify it for them. On the third line, if you would give, if you said that for the fourth line, fine. But on the third line, he's not going to bring anything out of Brock Nelson or Anthony Beauvillier. No, I know, but I, I honestly think they're going to keep him there. It's he puts so up another one or two stupid. points in the last like three games. He's right back up there, right? So like, let's say he puts up three points in the next couple of games, or two, just two. So four divided by the over the next two games. Um, that's seventeen games. That puts him on pace for 20 points. Ugh. I honestly think that's what's going to happen, man. I really do. I really do. I, would, I, I want to be proven wrong. I really do. I want to see Jason Chimera benched. I don't dislike the guy as a person. I just don't like what he's bringing to the table right now. And that's fair to say. It's fair. Everyone sees it. Everyone. He must even feel it. And he must be happy he's given the chance to run out there. But just because you've played over a thousand games in the NHL, it's a thousand and forty-eight, doesn't mean that you get to play every night. It doesn't. It's a performance-based league. That's at right. least it should be. I agree. That took that took so much energy out of me. Can we get to the fun social segment? Yeah, let's do that. Let's 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 do the fun stuff. Okay, we'll start with the man of the hour, Matty B, Matthew Barzal. Absolutely undressed, Connor McDavid. I was smiling from ear to ear last night, just watching him with these nasty dangles and the disrespect to absolutely take advantage of the best player in the game right now was wonderful to see. Oh, heck yeah. It was just no respect. No respect for a guy who put up 100 points last season. And he shouldn't. Why would he give him respect? Screw that. I have my own respect to to create. So, um, with that, I, I've got a couple of tweets based off of um, what we put up the other day. So the the gift that we put up, uh, okay. a bunch of Finnish people came out and had some things to say about it. Now I don't know what this means, and I put it through Google Translate, and it doesn't really do, do anything. But it's ta jumpa yo tula palo kulamaran. Whatever the heck that means. And it comes out to be, this jumper did not come much to bend. This is from, <laughs> this is from at Ansa Demand. At Ansa Demand, can you please clarify that statement? Because I don't understand what this jumper did not come much to bend means. Um, please, please, okay. please clarify. Please clarify. Because <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, next is one-sided with Yoni. Um, I'm not going to read it because I don't I don't know how to read Finnish, but it, it, it again all I know is that Matthew Barzal is written in there. Um, oh, okay, yeah, this one this one translates well. It says Matthew Barzal from the Junior World Championships, so I assume that means Junior World Championships, one of the best in NHL. You darn right, you darn yeah, right. One sided with Yoni, he's one of the best in the NHL. What was his name? One-sided with Yoni. J-O-U-N-I. All right. I love the finish. Come, yeah, come and follow they're loving bars Eyes on Isles FS. Oh, I love the fins. And last one is from my man, Juma Yurad. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, again, on Twitter, he says, I see some LaFontaine in him. The speed, the razzle-dazzle, the good hands. Patty was more of a scorer, but I definitely see similar attributes. I loved it. I love the comparison. Uh... 
yes, give it to me. Keep keep them coming. I'll just shower comparisons <laughs> on top of me. I'll eat them all up. Give me all you got. Pat LaFontaine, yes, I will take it any day. Yeah. Uh, imagine a 100-point player amongst our ranks that we drafted. You know, we are. I know we drafted John Tavares and we drafted um, Josh Bailey. But a third player on the same team? Oh, my God. No wonder we're favorites to win the Stanley Cup based off some sites. Amazing. Amazing. My second bullet point in the social segment is Jason Chimera, no longer good at hockey. <laughs> we kind of talked on this a little bit, but... Just a bit. The, the gif I got of him breaking his stick, I... Oh, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, throw my phone off the wall last night. Yeah. Like, just any time this guy... He just has no luck right now, and I, I know I'm getting on him, but I'll, I'll play devil's adv- advocate a little bit right now. He has zero luck going for him. I almost feel bad for him, at this, but at the same time, when you realize who's in the AHL right now and we know how much we love him, it's it's hard to feel too bad for him, but Isles Twitter is giving him the business, and I can't disagree with them. Yeah, no, it, it's hard. It's hard to disagree when a guy can't score. And his only only redeeming quality is his speed. And that's not really doing anything for us. Uh, I guess his only other redeeming quality is that he's played over a 1,000 games in the NHL. So he's got something to teach these kids. But like, how many kids do we have? Beauvillier, Barzal? Oh, sorry, Pulak. But like, Pulak can learn from Letty. That seems like a good mentor role right there. Mentor-mentee relationship. Um Maybe pair up Tavares and Barzal. That seems like a good mentee-mentor relationship. And I don't know who to put with Bovillia, but Bailey, why not? Sure. Or Lad, even. Like, they're not the the same type of player. Lad is much bigger than than, than Bovillia is, but I'm sure you can learn something to harness that wrist shot. Right, and that's the thing, like, they're not at that point where they're too young to compete and you need that veteran to help like show them the ropes. That's right. It's, this team is ready right now. They're, or they're not really built to like win a championship right now, but they're in the process. Well, don't of, tell that to Gar Snow because he'll tell you otherwise. Yeah, wild. But anyway, um, you don't need a player like Jason Chimera right now if he's not producing. If he was the player he was last year where he put up 20 goals, then yeah, you could you could foot, fit him in the lineup in either the third or fourth line. But how the Islanders are currently constructed, why are you going to keep running him out there and give you two assists? Yeah, but keep in mind, this time last year, Chimera was doing the same thing. So do you think Doug Waits is kind of going, well, eventually he'll snap out of it, and when he does, I will look good. But he's just not snapping out of it right now. I guess. I guess so, but... I said at last year that I would have traded him before that or just got rid of him when he was really struggling, but yeah. I was proved wrong <laughs> last year. Maybe I'll be proved wrong again this year, but we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. I'm hashtag done with him, though. Oh, oh, you've added him to your hashtag done list? He's on the list. What else are you hashtag done with? Is it like Mars bars or Butterfingers? Oh, Butterfingers are long ha- are so hashtag done. Okay. I just want to see this this hashtag done list by Matt O'Leary. What's on there? Like puppy dogs? No, you can't hate puppy dogs. No, Kitty cats? No, puppies. Snow? I'm not, I, not a cat person. But I will, since it's, th- it's almost Thanksgiving season, 
for us now that we're in November. I will. I am definitely. I'm hashtag done with apple pie. Team pumpkin all the way. Is that a thing? Can you do that as an American? Like, does your is someone going to come breaking the your? Does the TSA come to your door and take your passport away for saying that? I'd watch out, man. You're on the blacklist now. I might be, but hashtag team pumpkin all day. Every eh, day. I just don't like pie, so whatever. Um, I did have one more for the social segment. Anthony Beauvillier on his Instagram put up some funny pictures of him <laughs> and Nick Letty with a very funny caption. The caption reads, pictures of me owning Nick Letty. The first picture, it looks like they're just talking. And it looks like, you know, when you see hockey players warming up with soccer balls in the hallways before games, this looks exactly like what was happening. The next picture to the right of that is Anthony Beauvillier grabbing Le- Letty. By the collar. It does not look good. No. And then in the third picture, Beauvillier is then ducking, so it looks like Letty is getting the better of him. Mitch, what I wanted to spin zone this to you with is in a fist fight, would you bet Anthony Beauvillier or Nick Letty? Oh, I bet Nick Letty easily. That beard tells me he's been in a fight or two. And he can probably—he he seems to have reach on, on Beauvillier. Um, so I, I would give the decisive advantage to Nick Letty here. I don't see Anthony Beauvillier as a fighter. I just—he no. still looks 14 years old. Um, Nick Letty, like you said, grizzle uh, the the beard, wily vet. The wily, yeah, the wily vet. Um, no ch- in a street fight, definitely go with Nick Letty. He's just—he's got the speed. So I'm transitioning that to he probably punches fast. Um, no shot for Bo. Sorry, Bo. No, no, he's he done. He'd be done KO'd within seconds. But um, that. That's all I had for social. Did you have anything else? That's all I had. Just a roundup of, of good old Finnish tweets as I try to read Finnish. And I, I've never done it. I'm sorry to all our Finnish fans if I read that incorrectly. Um, please provide me with the proper pronunciation. Yes, definitely do that. And you can reach us on our Twitter at Eyes on Isles FS. Mm-hmm. Or if you like, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. My personal Twitter handle is at Matt O'Leary NY, and Mitch's is at T-L-O Mitch. Mitch, another episode in the books. Can't believe we did 12 of these so far. That's right. 12, baby. We're not going anywhere. We're stuck. We're part of the vernacular. We're part of the furniture, as they say. You know what this is? I just realized. What's that? Our 12th episode, Josh Bailey. Oh, yes. The Bailey episode. Oh, we were going to get there eventually. Yes. I can't wait to get to Tavares land. Next up, Barzal. Next week, tune in for the Eyes on Isles Matthew Barzal edition. I know you probably thought this was the Matthew (laughs) Barzal edition episode, but next week, episode lucky number 13 will be so. So once again, I am Matt O'Leary. And I am Mitch Anderson. And you've been listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.